0: It's a competition clinching shot. how about that? The L.E.T. Golf Podcast, the official podcast of the Ladies European Tour.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the L.E.T. Golf Podcast with me, George Cooper, Nicola Kenton, and we're joined by two very special guests today. We've got L.E.T. rookies Alexandra Forsterling and Alessandra Fanale. How are you doing?
2: Good. Yeah, really good. Thank you.
1: Uh, Yeah, so for those that don't know, you are two of our L.E.T. rookies for the year, um, but you also happen to know each other from before this season, don't you? Alexandra, maybe you could explain to our listeners.
3: Yeah,
2: um, Ali and I were in college together, so we actually um, came in the same year and stayed there for four years together, and yeah, we uh, also lived together, we drove in the same car together, so yeah, we definitely spent a lot of time together.
1: Great stuff. Well, we'll get to all of that in, in just a moment. But first things first, uh, Ale- Alexandra, we'll start with you. How are you enjoying the season on the LET?
2: It's really nice. Yeah, like I'm, an, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I've met so many nice people so far. I mean, obviously seen some great places because we went really far away from home. So um, I think my favourite was uh, Singapore so far. I just really enjoyed Singapore. And, um, yeah, but I'm also excited for, like, all the European tournaments and especially the um, tournament
3: in Berlin. And, um, yeah, so we'll see.
1: Great stuff. And Ali, what about you?
3: Yeah, I'm enjoying it as well. Um, It's very nice. It's different, very different than amateur golf. Um, I feel like I like it a lot better. Um, It's fun to travel with friends and, like, just do whatever you want to do during the week. Um, outside of golf so it's very nice yeah
1: Ah, so what's been your favorite event so far
3: i think morocco was one of the best ones the organization was very good um it was fun to share the range with the champions tour players so it was very cool um i think that one for sure yeah Perfect.
0: Um, so we're just going to go back to the beginning of both of your careers. So Alex, I'll start with you first. Um, how did you get into golf? When was the first time you kind of went to the golf course and picked up the club?
2: Um, I mean, I definitely started playing through my parents. Um, my dad initially started and then my mom joined him and then it was me. And um, yeah, we we um, flew to uh Florida quite a lot just to escape the cold German winter and um and they went golfing actually, and I was always sitting in the golf cart, so uh. and then um I think that's how I kind of like picked up a club I think they like because I would like grabbed their clubs and I wanted to play, but obviously they were way too heavy, so I think then they just bought me like a really tiny one, and um that's how I started to play and yeah. And then we had um, we have like a junior program in my um, home golf club and then they signed me up for it. And then I actually started like going to the practices and uh, stuff and actually practice with a group. And this is kind of how it started. Yeah.
0: And Ali, how about you? Was it similar? Was it a parent parental influence on you
3: as a? Well? Yeah, it was because of my dad. Um, he played golf. His whole family played golf. My mom doesn't even know how to play golf, so that's kind of funny. <laughs> but I've done swimming before, uh, eight years of swimming, so I started pretty late compared to the other people. I was almost 10 years old. Um, and But I was actually in a golf course when I was already like one or two years old because I was walking with him. Um, but yeah, that's how I started and then we had like a school program. So all my friends started with me too. And then I just kept going with a couple of them, but yeah, that was it.
0: And Ali, for you, did you have golf heroes when you were growing up or because you swam, did you like look up to Federica Pellegrini or other, other swimmers? Um, what, who was your kind of sporting hero growing up?
3: Um, so growing up, I actually watched a lot of swimming. Um my idol was Federica Pellegrini, so the very, very good Italian swimmer. But has always been Tiger, honestly. Cause I grew up watching Tiger and Phil Miguels fighting each other um a lot. So Tiger has always been my number one and I'm excited to watch him this week too. So it's gonna be fun.
0: <laughs> and for you, Alex, was it similar? Did you have golf heroes growing up or were you kind of fans of lots of different sports as well?
2: Um, I actually also played tennis at the same time, so, um, but I think I, like, early on I started really realizing I was more into golf, so I, like, kind of followed more golf, Um, but I would say, I think when I was really young, it was definitely Martin Keimer, um, just because he was, like, almost, like, the only German one, I mean, well, next to Bernhard Langer, but he was already a little older by then. So it was like him and I like, still remember the time when he like, um won and like became world number one. And um that's when I like, really, really liked him and just like to follow him and stuff. And then I also got to meet him like twice. So and he was really nice. So yeah, that's probably the one when I was like growing up. And did meeting him, like, have
0: a big influence on you? Was that something where you were like, oh, you're enjoying golf even more now? Because you're kind of at that age where <laughs> where you're making a decision about what you want to do with golf.
2: Um. Yeah, well, I was actually already a little older. So I was, like, 14 or so. But, um. yeah, I definitely was like, I want to do this professionally too, definitely. So, um, yeah, it was just cool meeting him and, like, realizing how nice he was and stuff so yeah that was a kind of nice experience um was it when you were yeah 14
0: 15 where you decided golf was going to be your career that you kind of wanted to go to college and do that whole thing
2: yeah yeah definitely I mean when you're I would say this age you kind of like um get to know a couple older players like also in your federation and then you hear that they like go to college and stuff and you kind of like get a little bit of sense on with like how this is, could be, and stuff, and I thought it was really interesting, and then um, I was also obviously thinking about like you know doing this like not just as a hobby but like hopefully earning some money with it too, so um that was yeah, just like uh, by then was like a fun thought, um, but then it like by every year it came more of a like um actual thought, so um, yeah, and now we're here, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Ali, um, obviously starting a little bit
0: later in golf, but what kind of age were you where you started to think about college and professional golf?
3: So yeah, I started late, but around like 12, 13, I actually, I remember I was like in that moment where my handicap got very low and like quick, very quick time. And I was like, maybe I actually do want to play golf. Um, I got into the national team the year after I was 14 and then I won my first Italian championship and they brought me to the European team. So there I was like, okay, yeah, this might be what I want to do. Um, I I wasn't sure if I actually wanted to play, but still work in like the golf environment, you know? Um, but for sure I was like, yeah, golf, it's going to be something I'm going to do. Um. And then I still didn't know about college until seven, sixteen. actually. The year we won uh, the European team championship where I got to meet my, like our coach uh, from ASU. So yeah, that was like, I, I think a big step for, for me, for sure. Yeah.
1: So Ali, how does that like, whole, whole process work? Like does somebody approach you and say, okay, we're going to give you a scholarship. Like how did the whole uh, college, college dream come to fruition, I guess?
3: Um, so we had a person that we still have this person, the national team that travels with us is like a captain of the national team for the girls team. Um, he was actually in contact, in contact with a lot of like, uh, college coaches. So before when we were 16, there was a rule that coaches couldn't really talk to you. Um, so just like our national coaches could actually talk to them and then we could actually. Start emailing them and talking to them through the phone when we were like a year before college um, So like around 18 and I remember at the European Championship because I was playing well and we actually won um, I had a lot of coaches watching us the, the whole Italian team and I think I played with uh, Beatrice or Maya Stark uh, in the match played the final day So I had Missy watching me and uh, at the end of the week, she just went through a whole process with the coach and asked to like if I was free for a scholarship for the 2018 August or actually then start in January 19th. But um, yeah, so that's how basically works. And then you just go through like um, commitment a year before college, then you go through official visit and then everything starts.
1: So yeah. Nice. And Alex, was it the same with you? Like, did you always know, okay, I want to go to college? And how did you end up picking Arizona?
2: Um, yeah, it was like it was similar for me. We don't we don't really have a person that like um does it for us in the Federation. I would say we kinda like um I mean, obviously the girls like help each other and stuff. And um I knew well it was a kind of <laughs> funky because um I actually didn't talk to ASU since like really late. I um started talking to uh two uh, different schools and um and like was looking around a little bit. I wasn't sure and um and I didn't really know what to do. Um I I knew that I really wanted to go and um but I didn't know where and um cuz I was always like oh I want to go to the East Coast, you know, stay stay close to home and stuff but then i i actually ended up like even further away but um no i had a i had a contact um cuz at that time where i started like trying to like um find a college um there was a german girl sophia Zeb, she um was at asu as well so i kind of got the contact to our coaches through her german coach and um yeah that's how I started talking to them but that was not until I would say like almost a year before I left for college so um a little bit after I started talking to Missy and um and all of them I uh, did the official visit in October and then I signed in November and then it was just from one day to the other and then I started in the next August so it was super quick um But once I came here for my official visit, I did three visits and this one was my last. And I landed here and I was like, okay, I will stay.
1: (laughs) But uh, talk me through when you guys first met and what were your first impressions of Abby?
2: (laughs) Um, So (laughs) we actually, I do still remember we met in, well, I mean, I kind of, I knew her from like all the international tournaments and stuff. But then once I like, realized that she's going to the same school I think we talked in like France at the um, tournament in Paris and um, but like I think we were both a little shy you know (laughs) yeah I mean I'm definitely a little shy but um, yeah it's just I mean then when we like got to talk to each other it was it was fun and like I think I was really excited to like have another person in my age coming to with me to America because I mean it was obviously like something new and like far away from home not having your parents and stuff so um but yeah that's kind of like how we got to meet and then I just got to know each other better and better once we were there
1: and Ali same for you what was the experience like moving all the way to America for college
3: um, It was actually very exciting because, as I said before, I started in January, so I had like a free gap between August and December. Um, I had a lot of time to spend home and I was done with high school since like eight months when I left for college. So I was like very, very excited. I remember our first year and a half was like the best ever because we were so excited to be there. Um, and I actually remember that when I got there, everyone was like, yeah, Alex, so fun, so fun. We met, but never really talked. And then we met each other. It was so funny because it's like, hi, I'm Alexandra. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, I'm Alexandra. And then we just start laughing about it. And then we found out we had a lot of stuff in common. Um, so that was cool. And then it was funny, too, that a German and Italian girl left college the year before us. And then we got in with the same name. so it was everything like very cool. But we had a lot of fun, and I mean, I would love to go back for sure. Yeah.
1: I bet. And you shared you shared a room together as well, right?
3: Um. Well, we
2: so um not in our freshman year because we were in like yeah. dorms and stuff. So I roomed with a tennis player, and Ali roomed um together with a volleyball player. So um. So that was our first year. But then after our first year, we obviously had to decide where to live. So we um yeah, I mean, it was a pretty easy decision that we we're going to live together. And then we moved to like a little place um a little bit away from from campus. And um I was living right above her.
1: <laughs> Who was the best student then?
2: I don't know honestly I think we both were really pretty good we actually took one class one math class together and we both finished with an A plus and we looked at each other and we were pretty bored because it was easy but um, I mean I was in a we were in a different um, in a very very different um, degree so um, she was in in sports business and I was in um, digital culture and film and media production so it was a lot different and um, but I mean, I would say we helped each other whenever we could and, and yeah, I always, I always had to do a little project and I always showed it to her and like ask her what she thinks. So that was nice.
1: Nice. And on terms of like the golf course, what's your favorite memory playing for the Sun Devils?
2: Um, I mean, for me, my favorite memory would be my one win, I would say. Also, cause it was at home, it was at our home course and um I had my mom there um all the way from Germany so that was really really fun I mean I just really enjoyed the week I I played great I mean it was it was after COVID it was in um our senior year and um yeah I just remember it being uh I mean obviously when you win the week is fun but um just uh, overall, because it was our last home tournament, and you're kind of sad to leave and stuff. And but that's why it was nice, because my mom was there, and my mom was actually able to watch it and be there, and you know. And so yeah, that was definitely a week to remember. I would say.
1: Good stuff, and Ali. Same for you. What was your fondest memory playing for the Sun Devils?
3: Uh, I would say when I want to, but. Honestly, I really enjoyed traveling with the team, and we went to some cool places. I, I was, I mean, we actually went three times to Hawaii, so it was pretty cool. Actually, four, maybe, yeah. Um, so it was very cool. But uh, the week I won was very cool because I won in Napa, where they played the PGA Tour Championship, and my uncle was there. Um, because he lives close to San Francisco, so it was pretty cool, and he came and. He watched me play the first round and the second round and then yet to leave but I won the third round so it was very special and that place it feels very special so that week probably is the one and it was actually the week after she won so that was cool because we won back to back. <laughs> but yeah that's, that's one yeah.
0: You have to do everything together let's see if that happens on the <laughs> L.E.T. Yeah.
3: exactly yeah no but yeah that was fun
2: I was like back to back I mean we both didn't expect it because it was our senior year and we like haven't won an individual title before both of us and then it was like back to back so we were like oh (laughs) you know like we were so amazed and excited and like also a little bit of like relief I would say that we finally managed it after COVID especially and um, which was obviously a hard time for us too and um, and then this was definitely both for both of us a huge relief and yeah also a little bit of a sign that we're ready for like the next step to move on to professional golf and so it was a little bit of like a confidence booster I would say.
0: And then Obviously, you finish your senior year, you finished college, you you play at the European World Amateur Team Championships across the summer, and then you turn pro. <laughs> What's that decision like? Uh, Ali, we'll start with you, to turn pro. I guess you thought you were ready for it. As you said, you'd won a couple of months before, but what what is it like to make that decision?
3: I feel like once you get to senior year, it's kind of like... Okay now I have to know if I actually want to turn pro or do something else and most of the times people in college are like okay I'm just gonna go and play golf but for me it was a little different because the year before I didn't really feel good on the golf course and it wasn't that fun anymore so I was like honestly I don't know we'll see but when I won and then got back home, played the, my first LET event, that was the Italian Open and I finished second, losing in a playoff and then got a very, very good summer playing. Um, I was like, okay, I want to turn pro and then I had a opportunity to play the Justine Rose event on the LET axis and I played a last amateur event for my own golf club because they're hosting Ryder Cups. So they asked me to be like, OK, hey, just play with us one last time. And so after that week, I was like, OK, hey, now I'm ready to turn pro. And I feel like it was the right decision for sure. So, yeah,
0: and you just mentioned then the uh, Ladies Italian Open, which obviously, as you said, you say, came so close uh, to winning, being in that playoff. What was that tournament like, obviously, being just outside of Milan? And then you know, doing so well that week while still an amateur, and as you say, getting so incredibly close.
3: So it's funny because when I won my first Italian championship, uh, it was in that golf course. So (laughs) for me, it was just a special week, and I was coming back from college, and I was gonna see my family right after, and it was just gonna be like a happy week. I had my boyfriend on on the bag, so it was just like, okay, let's go there and enjoy the week, you know, and and. I knew the golf course was gonna fit me for sure and I was playing pretty good so I just tried to have fun and it actually went very well and it was a bit surprising but on the other side was very helpful for me to go forward and like to be positive on what I was going to do so that was a very special week for sure. Absolutely
0: and Alex coming back to you um, obviously turning pro in the summer you also played on the LET last year um but yeah talk me through turning pro and then obviously you got top 10 in switzerland on the let later on in the season
2: um yeah like i mentioned i would say like the last year of college was a little bit of a confidence boost uh, but i also had um i mean because of obviously covid and stuff we didn't play and before that i also i also weren't sure if like i'm good enough or not so um but then actually COVID helped me. So just to become better and like play a couple of tournaments that we are, um possible to play and just have fun, like, you know, and so that's when I like also started realizing, okay, I think I might be ready. And, um, and cause we were still, I mean, I was still thinking about if like the fifth year in college could be, could be an option, um it probably would have not been at ASU, but it could have been somewhere else, and I was thinking about it the whole time, Um, but then after, I would say, like, after I won, and, like, after the senior year, I was like, no, I think we're ready, and, you know, and just to, like, yeah, try to say, try to stay confident, I would say, and and then yeah, I got the two opportunities to play on the LET, and I was super excited about those. Like I couldn't wait, and um, I played in in uh, the Netherlands the first time as an amateur, and I played really well that week, and also actually came really close to like the top, and um, and um, but then lost it a little bit in the end, which is okay because I was. Very nervous, obviously, being an amateur and just, like, you know, getting so close. But then, um, yeah, I would say I had another opportunity to play in Switzerland. And um, and then I decided, okay, I'm a, am I going to turn pro for that event or am I going to stay amateur? But then I realized it's because the tournament was in September. So then I realized... Um, it actually doesn't make too much sense if I stay amateur still. And um, why don't I take the opportunity to already turn pro and like see how it is, you know. So, um, yeah, I actually turned pro on like that Monday, I would say, or like on the day of the tournament. So and I played really well. Um also, I think I was even in the lead also f- on like last day on hole number 12 which I didn't know because I didn't want to look at the leaderboard at all (laughs) but um yeah it was just super exciting and I like also realized a little bit okay I'm I would say I'm on the right track um maybe not 100% ready yet uh just to get used to everything but I would say I realized I was on the right track but that was definitely also a special week for me um just because I knew okay I can like you know I can play good in those tournaments I can compete and um just to take that with me a little bit was really really nice but I also um had a fun week with my mom my mom caddied for me and we drove down with our car and you know um saw a couple cool places so I think yeah that was really
1: nice. Nice. Now moving on to Q School, you obviously both end up going together and both being successful. Ali, maybe you first. What was that whole like process like to think, okay, I'm going to go to Q School and then being in La Manga for the week with like, was there much pressure or you know, how, how was the whole process for you? Um,
3: so I've actually played uh, during summer first stage of Q School for LPGA. Um, and it was so weird because I was like, what am I actually doing here, you know, it's like, I don't know if I'm ready, but I want the first stage, and I was like, okay, okay, that that's fine, <laughs> but um, going through the stages in La Manga was a little bit different, because we were in the same place for t- 15 days, so it was very long, a long process, but I had my boyfriend with me that was caring for me, so that made it a little bit easier, we were going out for dinners, we were doing some stuff, that was just gonna bring me out of the golf world that I needed. Cause like, for me, it's like, when I'm done with golf or a round of golf, I need to be like, okay, now I'm off. I'm gonna turn it on in the morning and think about something else. Um, That was for sure helpful, but I remember that it felt crazy long. Like we were seeing each other every single day and (laughs) we were like, what days today? it was like yeah a long process but I mean we were waiting for that moment so it was actually not a lot of pressure but it was like okay we, we are here to do what we are doing the best right now so we can do this together and it was actually very fun until last day that I lost the ball on my ninth hole on a palm tree and that cost me like two shots and I was just one outside of the cut line for the full card and I had to make a birdie on my last all on 18 because I had a lot of birdie birdies chances on like 14 through 18 um, but I couldn't make one and then 18 they moved the T's up so it was like, okay, we can go for the green today was not the best ideal shot to leave myself <laughs> to get a full elite card But I made it, so that made it even more special. My coach was with me that day. So it was like screaming around. It was like, called my parents, like, oh, we're good. After 20 days, we're good. (laughs) No, but it was fun. It was a lot, but it's, I feel like it's an experience that you have to have to be able to process everything and be like, okay, now I'm ready to play pro golf. Um so yeah that was my experience.
1: <laughs> oh that sounds like stress. Did did you did you know you had to make a birdie on the last or were you just like were you checking the scoreboards like how did that come about because I would just be I would be trying to do everything I could to like not know but I guess if you need a birdie you need a birdie like. Um
3: so <laughs> we had a lot of leader birds on the last 5 holes. Um I three put it twice, two on the back nine. Um I was struggling a little bit with my putting because the greens were not too good, um, that made it even worse because I knew I had to make birdie and I had like 4 putts under 3 meters and a half that I had to I had to drop at least one and my boyfriend with me was like, don't worry you just hit it close, we go there if you make it that's good, if not we go to the next one and you can do it again. So we tried until the last hole, and I knew I had to make a birdie. That's why on my second shot on 18, I had 180 meters to the pin because I didn't hit a good driver. And I had two palm trees on the way, but I told him, like, if I'm going to lose a shot or just make a par, I'm still going to get the same category. I just need a birdie. And honestly, I feel like hitting a hybrid in between these palm trees. And he's like, okay, just go for it. So I, I, I took the hybrid hat and hit it, and it just landed two meters left of the pin. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's go there, two parts, and I'm good. <laughs> but it was stressful. Honestly, I was shaking on the green on the last hole. so, yeah.
1: God, I can't imagine. But Alex, a slightly different experience for you then at Q School, <laughs> so judging by that. I mean, you end up going there and winning it. Uh, talk to me about that experience.
2: Um, I actually also did LPJ uh Q school, and I um, I was in the. I didn't have to go to the first stage, but I went to second stage, and I had a tough time. I really just wasn't there mentally. I just, I mean, everything about that week just was a struggle. So after that week, I was like, okay, now I have just uh one more chance at the LETQ school. And I was definitely nervous going in, um, just into those two weeks. Um, and, like, also a little bit of stressing out, because it was just a couple weeks after LPJQ school. So, not, I mean, you know what is going to change after two weeks? Not much, probably. So, But anyways, I just tried to, like, stay hopeful. And, um, and yeah, we had this pre-qualifier, and it, also the whole... whole two weeks or however long it was it just felt like never ending (laughs) um and uh but yeah I think the pre-qualifier actually really really helped me because I I tried to like just take it as an opportunity to get to know the course and um and just yeah get a little bit more confident about my game again um which really helped helped me I mean I had a tough second day but I I tried to come back and just take it day by day, and then um, thankfully made it through the pre qualifier, and then the final stage started. And um, yeah, I mean, I was starting off okay, and or yeah, I was starting off decent, I would say, and then on the I think the fourth day, I shot six under, and I was like, Whew, "Okay, here we go." And um, so yeah, I was a little bit like a little bit okay what's gonna happen and um and I noticed I was getting like close to the lead and stuff and um and then yeah on the last day it was really stressful still I mean I I knew that I'm probably gonna make it but like on the other side you're also thinking like okay I still have something to lose and I mean then you're also thinking about oh okay I kind of want to win this and you just have so many thoughts in your head and and that you actually try to push away and just try to have fun and play. But oftentimes in like those stressful moments, it's obviously not that easy. But um, yeah, the first nine were really stressful still. I mean, I just experienced it being so stressful. And we had already, that was our ninth round on that course. So I was honestly also counting down the holes a little bit. that it's the last one hopefully coming soon, but, um, yeah, on the second nine, I actually managed to, like, um, get a couple shots back, and I made a huge putt on 17, um, I think, like, over two hills, and huge break, and for Birdie, and I was like, oh, okay, and then I realized that, um, me and Polly were, um, in the lead both, and then, yeah, we got to 18. And I obviously like I was definitely still nervous. I mean, I knew that I had my card, but I was still nervous. And um, yeah, and then just made par, which was okay. But I looked at my mom and I was like, can you believe it's the last hole now? <laughs> so <laughs> um, but yeah, when I finished 18, I was like, wow, I can't believe we are finally done. We have like our card, I looked at Ali. I was like, I didn't know what to say because I, I mean, it was, I was definitely in disbelief. I was glad it was over for sure, but I was definitely in disbelief that we finally made it. We both have our full card and, and we can look forward to the next season. So that was exciting.
1: Yeah, I bet. It sounds like it helped having each other there then.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Nice. And what was it, what was it like afterwards? Did you go out to celebrate or talk to me about that?
2: I mean, because it was just me and my mom, we basically just went to the apartment. we didn't even like for the last five days or so in, in la manga we didn't even go out for dinner anymore. We just made food at home i i like i was I was really looking forward to just ending the two weeks because uh, it was definitely long it was a lot on the body too and and I was so exhausted, so i I mean we didn't really get to celebrate i mean. We kind of did, but just, you know, by sitting around <laughs> and trying to recover. But uh, um, yeah, but once I, I was back at home, I was um, yeah able to just get the pressure off a little bit, like finally start believing that it's true and just, you know, preparing and also obviously celebrating a little bit. And yeah, so that was fun.
0: And in terms of if you know you did if you had any advice for people going to Q School this year, is there anything that you would have done differently or that you take into the two weeks, knowing now kind of how mentally draining it was and everything? But obviously that you came out with your cards. Ali, you go first, and then we'll come to Alex.
3: I think I would just say that you have to be prepared physically for sure. Because also if La Manga is not like a very hilly course, it's still very tough. Basically because you're using so much energy to keep your mind positive and walking slowly and enjoying it. And like it's two weeks, you still have to play in between these two weeks. So it's a lot of like physical energy. But on the other side, I think I actually feel like I was prepared for it. I brought my coach with me, so... That was very helpful for me because I needed, like, a person that was actually helping me on the range and telling me that I was on the right way and I was swinging it well and, like, you know, I was ready for it. So I feel like you just need to bring a person or whatever you need to be positive in these two weeks and feel confident and it's just for yourself. So, like, you just need to be there with your mind and just focus whole two weeks and be ready for it because it's gonna be over sooner or later but be like okay that's probably what I want to do in life so it's just two weeks and just bring whatever you need and be happy and everything is gonna go well at least that's how it worked for me so yeah and Alex same question
0: to you what would you say to anyone kind of going this year and like for example so you had your mum on the bag did that help that you had her there for the whole two weeks
2: um yeah I would definitely say have like a good support system also if you're able to bring somebody it's really helpful I would say um just somebody that like is able to calm you down and um just tell you once in a while that everything is going to be all right and uh, you're going to be fine and yeah just uh somebody that you can trust and um i think that was really helpful for me cuz your thoughts are going to be all over you know i mean and it's obviously hard to like sometimes also to stay positive all the time i mean um but i would say also on the course what was really helpful for me especially in the la- in the second week was to really stay patient i mean just you know, stay patient. Uh, a couple putts will drop, even if they might not drop in the beginning, but they will drop eventually. I mean, the hole is gonna be in the way at some point. So, yeah, just stay really patient and um, also try to enjoy it. I mean, for me especially, I know if I'm having fun, I I'm on a good track and and for playing good. So, but yeah, I think for Q school, just. Staying patient is probably the most important thing because it's such a long two weeks. I mean, I know that some people don't have to play or might not have to play the first the first week. But, I mean, other than that, but really, really stay patient and just try to stay relaxed and it's going to come around and, yeah, putts will drop.
1: <laughs> Wish it was that easy. <laughs> right, we've <laughs> yeah. we got some fan questions for you both. Um. So, Alex, we'll start with you. Um, which course are you most looking forward to playing this year? Or which event are you most looking forward to playing this year?
2: Um, I mean, I would say the one in Berlin. Um, just because it's at home, It's um, I can sleep at home. I can, you know, um, there's going to be people following me that I know since a lot of years. So I think that's going to be a special week for me. Um, but I'm... Let me think if there's a different one too. Oh, I think I'm also really looking forward to Scandinavian mixed. I think because I, I followed because um, I mean, we were obviously teammates of Lynn and that's why like we followed her in the Scandinavian mixed and it looked so cool. And then her winning was like, even more crazy. So um, but yeah, I think that will be a really just a fun event. And yeah, but I'm also looking forward to all the Aramco tournaments and the team series because um, I thought Singapore was really cool. It was definitely a lot different to the normal tournaments, but I just thought it was a really just to play in your like, little team. It was fun and um we had a really great two days. And um yeah, so I'm looking forward to all those tournaments.
1: Sounds good. And Ali, what about
3: you? Uh, same thing for me, the Aramco team series for sure. I'm excited to play the first one in Florida finally, so it's going to be fun. But this Scandinavian mix this is the second one cuz with the DP World Tour is going to be a different week for sure. Yeah.
1: Um right, next question for both of you again. What's the best thing about living in the US? Alex, maybe you go first?
2: Well, that's a good question. I would say honestly, the parking. You know, if you live in yeah, what if you live? I mean, it's one (laughs) of the best things. (laughs) Probably not the best, but if you live in a well in Berlin, parking is terrible. You know, but if you drive around here, you can find a parking spot everywhere. It's the best. (laughs) But um, no, other than that, I would say honestly, the golf courses are really cool. Um, And also, I would say the condition of the golf courses are always. I mean. You have a lot of like a big chance that you find a golf course with in really really good conditions, and I mean especially in Arizona I would say that I played um in a course the other day and it was pure and it was I mean the greens were awesome I mean obviously they have different weather here too but just um just the fun layout and people are like crazy about golf so. You meet a person you tell them that you play golf and they're like me too you know and it's with everybody and I think that's just really fun having like this little like this whole golf culture here and just so many people playing golf I think that's really awesome besides the parking
1: (laughs) I was gonna say you saved yourself there in the end like parking (laughs) what and i mean that must have been a big thing at asu right like the, the golf community and the golf culture because you had some like really big names going and be in your position and, and play for college is that something that seeped through the university
2: yeah for sure i mean we got to meet um john ram a couple times and um that was actually also one of the um i mean for me at least one of the um best experiences when he came to um our our facility and we all sat down with him and he just, like, kind of, like, yeah, I mean, answered all the questions we had. Like, we, he literally, I think we sat there for, like, at least an hour and we could ask him everything and he would, like, really answer it, go in depth um with it and give us also a little bit of, like, a view on pro golf and also on the mental side and and all the tournaments and all the stuff. So, I mean, that was really great just to, like, get in touch a little bit with the like um people on tour and also especially with you know like um all the um girls that play on the LPGA like Carlotta Siganda, Anna Nordquist, they always they come regularly and um and you can always go up to them, talk to them, ask questions if you have anything. So we've actually actually gotten pretty close with them and it's great to have the opportunity to just be able, you know, to talk to them and ask questions especially when you're a rookie and you know you don't know much yet so it's yeah it's great to have that
1: and ali over to you that's a good answer now i won't i won't mock you for saying parking <laughs> but ali <laughs> what well, for you what was the best thing about living out in the states
3: i think the best thing is that everything is open at any time and compared to italy is like <clears throat> what i can go to the gym and- 6 a.m. in the morning, 5 a.m., where, like, I can go buy medicine at, like, midnight. You know, it's, like, crazy. Like, it's a different world. Whatever you need, it's always there for you. So that's a lot different than home, for sure. But as she said, the golf world is a different level. I would say the sport world is a different level. Like, compared to Europe, honestly, especially talking about golf, it's crazy, like, you play golf, you're like a superstar, you know, especially if you play college golf, it's like, everyone is very obset- obsessed with that, like, if you just say I'm going to play tournament next week there, they're just going to show up and be like, oh, of course, we're just going to follow you, like, we're here to cheer for you, you know, and here if you say I'm playing golf, they're all like, oh, fun, <laughs> that's it, you know, so it's it's very different. Yeah, and playing for ASU was so cool, especially because of the new facilities and stuff. So I think we got lucky. We had probably the best four years for the golf facilities, practice, travel, and I don't know. Everything was perfect, I think, to get you ready to play pro golf. So, yeah.
1: Nice one. And Ali, I'm sticking with you. Somebody asked, what was it like to in the, play in the Ping Junior Solheim Cup? What was that experience like and, and how has that made you a better golfer?
3: That was for sure one of the best experiences ever. Um, I played, I remember, <laughs> with other two Italian girls. One is Alessia Nobilio. She was probably ranked second that year in the World Amateur. Um, and another girl that she's not playing anymore right now. But we had a full Swedish team. And it was Lynn, Maya, Frida, Beatrice, they're all turning pro now and killing it, so it was fun. Emma Spitz was there too, Esther, um, I don't remember who else, but yeah. Oh, Julia Einstrom too, so like, every everyone was very good. It was fun, we had a chance to walk inside the ropes when the uh, Solemn Cup was on, so it was very cool. We shared hotel rooms, like... We shared, like, actually, we were at the um, uh, final ceremony for the tournament and the party they had in the evening, so it was, like, very cool. Like, I was dancing with Michelle Wee, Daniel Kang, so it was, like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was cool. It was such a cool week. I feel like, I don't know, it makes you feel like you actually want to get there and play with them. Um, especially because it was in the US so as I said golf is huge in the US and there were so many people it looked like honestly Ryder Cup so it was very cool yeah.
1: Nice and Alex similar question to you I guess you played obviously in the 2014 uh, Junior Ryder Cup how was that experience for you?
2: Um, I mean it was amazing it was an amazing week Um, I was I mean I was still a baby I was super young so everything was like overwhelming to me and And, um, for us, it was actually in, in Europe. So, and, but still, I mean, it was super exciting and I still remember we got to play and uh, we got to play nine holes on, um, Glen Eagles and, and, um, I mean, there were already so many people watching us and like, you know, clapping for us and stuff. And it was, I mean, for a little 14 year old, that was a lot, so (laughs) And, um, but I still remember when we were warming up for those nine holes, um, I like went to the putt, like I hit my balls and then I went to the putting green and all of a sudden like Baba Watson was standing next to me, putting next to me. And I was like, Oh, hello. And, um, and then I came back to the range and all of a sudden, um, Martin Kaima was there. So, and, oh, that was actually the first, first time I, I met him, but yeah um no he was like talking to me and like and he was saying like crazy you're just 14 years old and and he just thought it was amazing and you know I we met so many great people that week and and then when we got to watch the actual Ryder Cup it was kind of funny we were walking around and um people like started recognizing us and they were like oh didn't you play the the junior Ryder Cup and didn't you play the nine holes here um, the other day and and it was just amazing to me to see and um, yeah so that was that was definitely a, a special week.
1: Nice one and now a big question for both of you Alex we'll start with you what's your goals for the season?
2: I would definitely win one tournament yeah that's definitely one goal um now after coming so close in Switzerland it was definitely it's an exciting feeling and you kind of like want to have that again and um but on the other side I also really want to try to stay patient and you know I mean we're just in our first first year so and it's also a a long season um so I mean you kind of like I know like sometimes you want it to happen now and fast and stuff and and but you also can't force it so yeah that's that's why I want to try to stay patient and just you know take it week by week and but also try to use my chances and hopefully I will come close again and hopefully I will be maybe manage I will maybe manage to win one tournament so we'll see yeah but that's definitely that's definitely one of the goals
1: And Ali, same question to you. I know we spoke about this before, but what's your goals for for 2023?
3: For sure. As she said, win a tournament will be the best for this year. But I'm also looking forward for like a top 10 at the end of the um, LET ranking for this year. So the uh, race to Costa del Sol. That would be a good goal for me this year, for sure. Um, But on the other side, as she said, it's still our first year of so many, so just need to keep it real and be like, okay, I'm just gonna go out there and have fun and like keep making cuts and keep enjoying it and traveling around. So it's kind of like both. You really want to go there and win it, but on the other side, you're also like, okay, I still want to enjoy it and like living my life, you know, so yeah, that's, that's it. (laughs)
1: Nice. And is there a little competition between the pair of you to see who can fit this highest?
3: <laughs> what? <Well>, um, <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> I would say, I mean, not really. I mean, I'm like, no, I'm like, I mean, if she wins, if she has a great week, I'm super happy for her. I mean, and um, it's just, I think it's, I'm more excited about like falling, like, to see like how we play or like where we end up and like, you know, how it's going for us. I mean, I know that I can like if I have a bad round or, you know, if I am struggling with something like I can I know I can always go up to her and ask her like for help or, you know, and I mean, she can always do the same for me, too. So um, but I would say no, because. Yeah, I mean, you want. I mean, if you've spent so much time together, you know, you you. I mean, you want the other person to do great too, because I mean, you kind of like know what this person has gone through. You know what their like struggle is or was, and you know, and you like just want um want to like succeed together and you know have a fun time together. So
1: nicely put. Yeah. Well, that's all of our fan questions there. Nicola. I don't know if you had anything to to ask the pair of them yourself.
0: I think the only other thing is obviously we've with you having very similar names, (laughs) nicknames. (laughs) Tell us the the nickname story, why Alex or Lexi and Ali or Ali, (laughs) like how does that come about? And obviously being in the team, who decides which, who got first dibs on which name?
2: Um, So when I was back in Germany before college, everybody called me Alex. And But then there was a couple, I don't know who came up with that name, but a couple people called me um, Lexi, too. So, I mean, I don't mind either or. But then once we got to college, we were like, okay, um, what should we do? I mean, I decided, because in my first week, I met like eight Alexes. And we had another guy in our team, like in our men's team, who was called Alex. So I was like, I mean, there's going to be whole confusion. So I said, OK, you guys call me Lexi. So that's why I started going by Lexi. So now everybody in the States knows me as Lexi. And I think when somebody from Germany says Alex, everybody's like, what? So now it's actually kind of funny. We have a new German girl, Paula Schulz Hansen, and she's in the team now. And. Now that everybody says like talks about me, everybody says Lexi, and she's like, "Who's Lexi?" So it's yeah, it's a little, it's definitely a confusion. But I would say what another confusion with our names was um, because Ali always went by Ali, I think. So also back at home, but another confusion for us was that our initials (laughs) are the same. So we're both AF, yeah, and so our our assistant coach. She always said, like, oh, write your initial down here. And we were like, we can write it down. It's the same. So it was always a struggle. Um, but now we actually, when we played together in uh, Morocco for two days, uh, we had a pretty good laugh with the starter because he was completely confused. And I think he said Alexandra both times or Alessandra the both times. And when he called our names and he was super confused. So... <laughs> and then he like also messed up the last names and it was just it was just a mess <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well that's great uh, Ali any, anything to add to that like, have you always been Ali as Alex said
3: no I've always been Ali actually it's Ali but in the US nobody can say Ali they just say Ali so no I'm Ali for the US people and Ali for the European ones but yeah no always been Ali and it was funny because one time, not even on purpose, we ho- we were together, uh, probably second year of college, we ordered some donuts on Uber Eats and <laughs> the order was under Alessandra, but we got it home and it was written Alice with a a S and then the rest of the name with, was with Xandra, with a X. So it was like a perfect mix of our names. <laughs> But, yeah, no, it's just very confusing for everybody. But that's why I know we're Holly and Lexi.
1: <laughs> so that means we've been butchering your name for this whole hour. Terrible. Um, <laughs> I'll get it right for the next event. Don't worry. Right. That is all we have time for. I mean, we could chat all evening. <laughs> this has been great. I can see how you two both got on so well at college now. Um, and, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how you both get on this season and out on the road.
2: Yes, thank you so much for having us.
1: Oh no, any time. We'll have to get you on again because I feel like we haven't even touched the surface yet with some of the stories, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there is a couple of fun stories, so
1: <laughs> we'll, sa- we'll save them for the next one. We'll save them for the next one.
2: Yeah, sounds right. Good. <laughs> great stuff.
1: Now we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Let Golf Podcast. If you did, guys, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, or whichever platform you're streaming from. And remember to follow us on socials at L.E.T. Golf. And, of course, remember to follow these two on socials as well. We'll drop their, their tags in the description. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you next
0: week. Well, it's a competition clinching shot. Oh, how about that? The L.E.T. Golf Podcast, the official podcast of the Ladies European Tour.